Nishma Sibah Wa Wa 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. in the A.M. Matan Atova done by Levi Cohen. You heard Uferatza. That was Rogers Park. Hallelujah. Avremel, Avram Freed, Aaron Razel with Redemption Time. Natati Lachayai, Lakat Kaveret. That's Poogie from Kaveret by Park. The live version. Well, obviously, if it was by Park. And <laughs> Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on the 7th of July, 7 7. Day 15 in the month of Tammuz, halfway through Tammuz 5780, Tufshin Pei. 73 degrees, some isolated thunderstorms, a high of 82. Tonight, scattered thunderstorms, a low of 74. Tomorrow, some thunderstorms and a high. Wednesday, 83 degrees. 81 in Yerushalayim, 73 now in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Hello, everybody. How are you? Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday. 
Um, today, we get to speak with the incoming Chief Operating Officer and Executive Vice President of the Orthodox Union, Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, is leaving Yeshiva University after 16 years, and he is heading to the OU. Uh, He is, as many of you know, because you've heard this show, he is among the greatest leaders in our community, in my opinion. He's also an amazing friend. And we get to speak to him, and I can't wait. 8 o'clock this morning right here at JM in the AM. Talk about the uh, the old job, mostly about the new job. And um, get his feelings as he gets set to take over on September 1 of 2020 at the OU. Uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Right now, you could get the kosher A&H hot dogs at Trader Joe's and any Trader Joe's nationwide and by logging on to kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net, where you can enjoy a 10% discount at the kosherdogs.net. How do you like that? If you use promo code radio, make sure to use promo code radio. Um, so try A&H today and enjoy. 6.30 in the morning, JM in the AM, plenty coming up between now and 9 o'clock. Full day on the Nahum Siegel Network. Final couple of days before the three weeks format. Thursday is Shavasar Vatamo's three weeks format will kick in. Everyone will take a little bit of a breather. Well, not us, really. There'll be a live JM in the AM every single morning, please God. Uh, but uh, Shabbos Nachamu is August 1st, so it'll hopefully be a little bit of a relaxing July for the hardworking uh staff and volunteers in the Nahum Siegel Network, and then we'll really start revving things up as we get to the brand-new 5781 season. Who knows what that season's going to look like, <laughs> but we'll hopefully, we'll hopefully get there. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And uh, hopefully we'll enjoy a wonderful transition from 5780 to 5781. Plenty more coming up. It's JM in the AM.
Uh, that's a <laughs> we rediscovered that album a couple of days ago, and boy, was it worth it. Yehuda Glanz, Adam Yacholi Yot, and before that, Anilo Misugal. And I'll tell you, I mean, he 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 always had amazing material. Uh, he always had great selections, but this one, which was done in a really original, in a, in a I don't want to say very original because I don't think there's such a term, but was done in such an original manner. Um, not just great music, but the concept was, and the concept is, that he took the words of Shlomo Kalbach and put them to unique tunes. That's what he did. So every one of these songs on the album entitled Gotta Dance are words of Shlomo Kalbach that he mentioned during lectures and get-togethers, kumzitzes, etc. And Yehuda Glantz put them, put those words to some interesting tunes, and really great tunes. Uh, anyway, Adamia Choliot, before that, Anilo Misugal. Shalshelis Jr. had Matovu, Yomi Lowi with Malacha. You heard Magudlu to open up that set with Ari Boyanju here at JM in the AM. Seven minutes before 7 o'clock, news from Israel at the top of the hour by Dr. Josh Joseph, incoming uh, COO and Executive Vice President of the OU is going to join us coming up. 8 o'clock this morning here at JM and the AM. Very, very much looking forward to that conversation. It's all happening here if you keep it at JM and the AM.
Yehuda Green, of course. Hey, if you or someone you know is not working now and wants to get us their resume, you never know who we may know, who we might be able to uh, match them up with in terms of employment. And, of course, anything that falls into the category of uh, uh, executive positions in the, in the Jewish not-for-profit world, that we forward over to uh, Willie Hoffman and his staff at the Joel Paul Group. Uh, just send us your resume or whoever it is that you think might benefit from this service. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. There have been a lot of layoffs at several not-for-profits, but the message from Willie Hochman and the Joel Paul Group is that there are not-for-profits who are still hiring. So if you're in that category, get make sure to get your resume to us, and anybody out there, feel free to get your resume to us. Again, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Com. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. A reminder, our friends at Artsgirl with promo code RADIO are offering you 30% off and free shipping on the Chumash with teachings of the Talmud. 30% off and free shipping on the Chumash with teachings of the Talmud. Full set. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code RADIO. Also, 30% off on all weekly Parsha books. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code RADIO. Always use promo code RADIO at artscroll.com. Simple as that. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam in the AM. Galay Tzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Kan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekore Akshav. חשד לרצח ביישוב זמר שבשרון, גבר כבן 62 נורא למוות ובנו בן 27 נפגע באורח אנוש. כתובתנו עדה השטייף מעדכנת שהמשטרה עצרה קרוב משפחה בשנות ה-70 לחייו וחשוד בירי. סגן שר הבריאות יואב קיש מגיב על הביקורת של הפרופסור סיגל סדצקי שהודיע הבוקר על התפטרותה. בשיחה עם אמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים, טען קיש, ההחלטות מתקבלות לאחר המלצות של גורמי מקצוע רבים. ברור שהוא גם אישי וטבעי, ואני מאוד מכבד אותה גם על העצייה שלה וגם על ההחלטה שלה, אני לא חושב שיש פה משהו מעבר. לא דעה אחת של בן אדם מכתיבה איך מדינת ישראל תתנהל עם כל הכבוד לאותו אדם. יש המלצות של משרד שמגיעות לממשלה, יש דיון בממשלה. המערכה מנוהלת על ידי אנשי מקצוע ברמות הכי גבוהות. ראש הממשלה נתניהו שוחח עם ראש ממשלת בריטניה ג'ונסון והבהיר אני מחויב לתוכנית השלום של הנשיא טראמפ, כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג. ראש הממשלה נתניהו הבהיר בשיחתו עם ג'ונסון כי ישראל מוכנה לנהל מסע ומתן על בסיס תוכנית השלום של הנשיא טראמפ, שהיא תוכנית יצירתית ומציאותית ולא חוזרת על הנוסחאות הכושלות של העבר, כך לשון ראש הממשלה. השניים סיכמו לחזק את היחסים בין בריטניה לישראל במכלול התחומים, ובפרט להעמיק את שיתוף הפעולה במאבק בנגיף הקורונה. חבר הכנסת ניר ברקת מהליכוד הציג בצהריים את תוכניתו לפתרון המשבר הכלכלי וטען מדיניות האוצר כשלה. אני לא חושב שיש בן אדם אחד במדינת ישראל שלא מבין כמה מצבנו חמור. 850 אלף מובטלים זה איום ממשי לביטחון ולחוסן הלאומי. כתבנו יניר קוזין פרסם הבוקר כי ברקת נפגש בימים האחרונים מספר פעמים עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו והציג בפניו את פרטי התוכנית. הרמטכ"ל רב-אלוף אביב כוכבי מינה ועדה שתבחן את האפשרות להעניק אות מערכה למשרתים בתקופת הלחימה בלבנון. כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון, צחי דבוש. רב-אלוף כוכבי מינה את הרמטכ"ל לשעבר שאול מופז וראש אכ"א, אלוף מוטי אלמוז, יחד עם בכירים נוספים לוועדה המיוחדת, 
שתבחן האם להעניק עוד מערכה ללוחמים בתקופת רצועת הביטחון בלבנון. בין היתר תבחן הוועדה האם להעניק שם למערכה ומה תהיה התקופה המזכה בעוד. תת-אלוף במילואים גל הירש מגיב על ההחלטה להעמידו לדין בכפוף לשימוע. מהלך חמור, הסיכול נמשך. כתבנו לענייני משפט יובל הראל. ברשומה בעמוד הפייסבוק שלו כתב הירש, חבל שלגורמי האכיפה לא היה אומץ לקבל את ההחלטה המתבקשת לגנוז את תיק החקירה בכללותו. כך הירש, שמוקדם יותר הודיעה הפרקליטות כי בכוונתה להעמידו לדין כפוף לשימוע בשורת עבירות מס בפרשת דיפנסיב שילד. הירש כזכור אמור היה להתמנות לתפקיד מפכ"ל המשטרה, אך בשל הימשכות הבדיקה בעניינו, מינויו בוטל. מזג האוויר מחר, ללא שינוי. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
In our show, he was known as the Candyman. Although he was the garbage too. A simple man with no airs about him. He calls himself an ordinary Jew. Every morning, the show doors he opened. He always was the first one of the ten. And after the prayers were all over, he'd stay on behind the other men. Old Dave Greenstein, he's our candy man. That simple man with no ears about him. Old Dave Greenstein, the man that no one knew. Who calls himself an ordinary Jew? On Shabbos, the children all flocked to him. When they made a blessing, they would get a sweet. Everybody said good Shabbos to him. He was a friend of everyone he'd meet. Well, one Shabbos during services, the boiler blew. Flames leaked high with a crackling sound The congregation was waiting outside the show When the news got out, it couldn't be found Where's Abe Greenstein? Where's that candy man? Simple man with no airs about him Where's Abe Greenstein? The man that no one knew who calls himself an ordinary Jew? While the fire inside the show was raging, the congregation waited silently The rabbi just stood there and shook his head Without aim, what will be? Suddenly before them stood old Abe With his clothes aflame and charcoal on his face He looked more like an angel than a man Scrolls clutched in his embrace. Old Dave Greenstein, he's our candy man. That simple man with no ears about him. Old Dave Greenstein, the man that no one knew, who calls himself an ordinary Jew. Old Dave Greenstein, he's our candy man. That simple man with no ears about him.
JM in the AM. Kosovar, who that's the Kinderlach here on a Tuesday morning broadcast. Destiny. Years ago, that song was so popular called Candyman. Yeah, we dug that out of the archives as well. Try to dig some stuff out before we get to our three weeks format. <laughs> stuff we're desperate to hear uh, before we get to our three weeks format and miss this format. Mi Adir, that's Eitan Freilach. Uh, recent release here at JM and the AM. Tuesday morning was 73 degrees, isolated thunderstorms, a high of 82. Good morning, everybody. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, who is uh, moving on to the OU after 16 years at Yeshiva University. He joins us coming up at uh, 8 a.m. Eastern time this morning. We'll talk about the, um, the OU. We'll talk about this appointment as Chief Operating Officer and Executive Vice President. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, very much looking forward to speaking with him about this recent development. He takes over September the 1st, and um, it's an unbelievable move as far as we're concerned for the OU. Really amazing move. Uh, JM in the AM at 16 minutes after the hour. Full day, of course, on the Nahum Siegel Network, as you would suspect, including Avrami's live lunch between 11 and 1. Um, the live lunches will, once tomorrow ends, will um, be a little bit more understated. First of all, Thursday, Shavasar Batamas, there'll be no live lunch. There's no lunch on Thursday. <laughs> and then uh, Thursday, the 30th, is Tishabov, no live lunch. And in between, uh, lots of three-week style live lunches, and and uh, we'll see exactly how we'll play it. But the bottom line is that over the next few weeks through the month of July, we're going to give our staff and volunteers a little chance for a breather. You'll hear some encore presentations, etc. And um, and then August the 1st, Shabbos August the 1st is Shabbos Nachamu. Then we have a lot of stuff going on. That is going to be quite a demarcation, August one. Shabbos Nachamu, because the weddings pick up again the next day, August the 2nd. Please God, all the Hassanim and Kalas should have as close to the wedding that they've wanted as possible. And then on top of that, uh, we have a lot of events that are going to be happening, live broadcasts that we're going to be doing, a very exciting month of August, and then leading up until Rosh Hashanah uh, for us here at JM&AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. So there's just a lot happening um, that we are very much looking forward to. So we'll use this period of time for a bit of a uh, slowdown, and then, please God, a wonderful post-Nachamu session from all of us here at JMM and the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, while, while all of us will continue to be vigilant, please God, in our battle against COVID-19, we see what's happening around the country, we see what's happening in Israel, let's be as smart as possible regarding um, precautions during this situation. Let's be as smart as possible. Uh, please support our efforts. Those of you who have not yet become supporters of our 2020 spring campaign, uh, we're asking you to be as generous as possible and help keep us going. I've mentioned on more than one occasion that um, I've mentioned on more than one occasion that that one of the first days of COVID-19 here in the studio before Pesach post Purim before Pesach, a large check made payable to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting showed up in this studio. And I opened the envelope and couldn't believe it. It was so generous. And I called the person who sent it 
And I said, you know, you're always generous and you always send, I don't know, you know, 54 $100, 180 whatever it is. This is quite a check, and I thank you so much for the donation. And they said, well, we need you now more than ever. And that's been the theme of our campaign since that point. Uh, every day, even when I had my elbow surgery, we still had live subs here at JM in the AM. Every day, even legal holidays, even Cholomoid, no matter what, we've been here every single morning. Some mornings even later than 9 a.m. Till the show has done everything that we wanted it to do that day and informed everybody about everything we wanted to inform everybody about that day. So we've been here every single morning. We've been here seven days a week, including Friday's Erev Shabbos, which has been such an amazing innovation for so many people, having us as their soundtrack for Erev Shabbos, mostly courtesy of uh, Mark Zamek, who's been so dedicated to that. Then you hear us on Saturdays because of Saturday Night Seagull, of Rami Finkelstein, the one who's dedicated to that. You hear us Sunday because of JM Sunday. Matis Weingast has put in years and years invested into that time slot and kicking off your Sunday morning. So we're here every single day, all day. And if you haven't yet contributed, if you haven't yet supported us, I beg of you to do so. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. And one of the reasons I'm begging, frankly, is because our sponsored shows, our on-the-road programming, our trips that bring in great sponsorship and a wonderful revenue stream to keep us going are all canceled at this point. We haven't traveled since January. We haven't traveled since January. Even this year's Kosher Halftime show was local. We haven't traveled since January, since that first week in January when we were in Israel. So, that's yeah, it's half a year. Half a year, believe it or not. So give as generously as you can, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. It's funny, someone contacted me the other day from a foundation and said... Um, We'd like to contribute, but we need to know if you do anything um, toward Jewish unity. So I said, I'll put it very simply, and this is what I wrote. This is what I wrote to um, to justify the whole thing. Hang on a second. I'll, I'll tell, I'm sure you're curious. <laughs> Here's what I wrote. I said, um, I said, oh, did I? Did I not write it down? Here's what I said. I said, the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting supports radio projects that promote unity, brotherhood, and sisterhood in the Jewish world. It is the main supporter of the Jewish Unity Initiative and has coordinated successful programs in places like Israel, Paris, Venice, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Houston, and Toronto. So I would say yes. I would say yes, we have a, uh, <clears throat> a a track record when it comes to Jewish unity projects, thank God. So please, whatever the reason is, whether you're donating in memory or in honor of somebody, which you could do online at fjbunity.org, you'll see at the top it says sponsorship opportunities, or if you just want to help keep us going, or if you want to pay tribute to the unity and camaraderie and community that we experience every single day because of this show, <clears throat> Go to fjbunity.org. And if you just want to send in a donation, which is wonderful, if you want to just send in a donation, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be uh, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. Again, it's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, 
New York City 1002. And we thank you very, very much. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph joins us at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, coming up at JM in the AM.
Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz together. How amazing, huh? Everlasting Love is the name of that one. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Much appreciated. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin Revelsavalevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Revelsavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in the Mishnah Novos, Bechol Yom Vayom Baskol Yotzeis. Every day, a heavenly voice proclaims, Oila hemla brios, woe is to the creations, meabona shal Torah, from that which will be insulting to Torah. 
The question is, what is the need for a baskel to go out every day? It would be enough just once a year. More than that, if we would hear the baskel, that would be great. But we don't hear it. The Talmud relates an interesting story. Rabbi Yochanan and Ilfa were learning. They were learning with great diligence. However, when they reached a dire state of impoverishment, they decided to stop learning and become involved in business. One day as they sat eating their meal under a shaky wall, Rabbi Yochanan overheard a discussion between two malachim. Let us throw this wall down upon the people and kill them because they abandoned their pursuit of Olam Haba and became involved only with Olam Hazeh. The other Malach said, Leave them alone, because one will grow great, and it is not yet his time to leave this world. Rabbi Yochanan asked Ilfa, Did you hear the words of that Malach? Ilfa said, No. Rabbi Yochanan then said to himself, It is evident that I am the one who still has much to achieve. So he returned to the base Medrash. He continued to learn until he became a great scholar in the Godel. The Baskul emanates from Archorev. It is like the discussion of the Malochim that was overheard by Rabbi Yochanan. It comes to inspire us. We need to listen. This is the way that we can explain the Mishnah. If you see a person, Sheoilo, that he's in a distressed state, he has a lot of challenges, you should know that it's because of the Albana Shel Torah. It's neglecting the Torah itself. The Baal Shem Tov said, if a baskul goes out, why don't we listen? And if we don't hear it, then why does it go out? He answers that every nefesh thinks here hurei tshuva, thoughts of repentance. That's the baskul. But the one who's intelligent grabs on to these thoughts and begins to be mefashvesh b'masov. He inspects his life, and through that, he is able to do tshuva shlema. The Rishvayesh says that even though we might continue to do Averus, sins, Hashem still does not abandon us. Every day, he sends out the baskul from heaven to be over us, to help us be inspired in order to do tshuva. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Come on,
He's releasing 40 in honor of his 40th birthday, and that's song number three, Shlomo Katz with Harini here at JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday. Welcome. 7-7, July the 7th, the 15th of Tamos, halfway through Tamos 5780. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best, available now at Trader Joe's Nationwide. The hot dogs are Trader Joe's Nationwide. And at kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount when you use promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net. Again, that's kosherdogs.net. Tuesday morning, JM and the AM. Our friends at Art Scroll, who have major news, by the way, coming out toward the end of July. Major, major news. Um, they have a 30% off and free shipping deal on the Chumash with Teachings of the Talmud. If you purchase the full set of Chumash, with teachings of the Talmud and use promo code radio, it's 30% off and free shipping, plus 
30% off on all weekly Parsha books when you use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio. Reminder, those of you looking for jobs, those of you who know somebody who's looking for a job, it pays to get us your resume. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Anything that's, of course, um, anything that's, of course, appropriate for the uh, not-for-profit world, the Jewish executive not-for-profit world, that we pass on to Willie Hochman and his staff over at the uh, Joel Paul Group. But those of you out there who... Um, are looking for a job, you know somebody looking for a job, you never know who we might know that we'd be able to match you up with as an employer. So with that in mind, we remind you to get those resumes in, resume at nachomsegel.com, resume at nachomsegel.com. Yeah, you better know how to spell resume if you're looking for a job. <laughs> resume at nachomsegel.com, and we really hope we can help people with that. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph joins us at 8 o'clock. He's the incoming COO and Executive Vice President of the OU. We get to speak with him coming up. Um, he'll take over the 1st of September. We get to speak to him about this interesting transition uh, here at JM and the AM. And again, that's at 8 o'clock this morning. want to thank those who've been commenting on our app. Listener Tikva in uh, in Israel says, Boker Tov, working from home today only because of COVID-19. Yeah, I know a lot of people in Israel are, are back under a lockdown situation or a... Uh, very, very close to lockdown situation. We see what's happening there. We see what's happening around this country. And I hope we're smart enough in this area and in every area of the world to really adhere to the rules and regulations, the guidelines, the masks, the social distancing, especially. Those two seem to be the two most important. Uh, but then, of course, washing hands and and everything else. But um, please do your best. Do your best to stay as safe as possible. Um, Rav Gav says, good morning from Beit Shemesh. Thank you. Good morning. Shragi says, have you heard that Aryeh Kunstler is engaged? Yes, we did. In fact, Aryeh hinted it to us when we saw him at that live lunch a couple of weeks back. And that is wonderful news. Mazal tov to him and his Zakala. And the network reminds everybody, not our network, but the network on our app, reminds everybody, for those who are in New Jersey, today is, today is primary day. If you're in the state of New Jersey, today is primary day. Keep that in mind. Boy, who even knew about that? Well, I guess our friends in New Jersey knew about it, but boy, I'll tell you, it's interesting. An election year for president of the United States, and I know, I know a lot of it is, you know, we, we know already the results in terms of the primary, but still, uh, the attention that a day like this would get compared to what it is getting because of COVID-19 is really unbelievable. Mordechai Shapiro next. It's JM in the AM. Shetecho in a noisy 
Chassim Mazel Tov, Kale Le Mazel Tov, Chassim Kale Kale Chasson Mazel Tov, Habocher Mazel Tov, Habar Mitzvah Mazel Tov, Chassim Kale Kale Chasson, Habocher Habar Mitzvah Chassim Mazel Tov, Kale Le Mazel Tov, Chassim Kale Kale Chasson Mazel Tov, Habocher Mazel Tov, Habar Mitzvah Mazel Tov. Chosim kale kale chosom Habocher haba mitzvah
Maishi Tischler, brand new here at JM in the AM. It's a good album. And uh, our regular music format will go through tomorrow. Don't forget, when you wake up Thursday at Shavasar Batamos, it's the three weeks. And uh, that'll be it for a while. We'll give our uh, wonderful staff and volunteers here at the Nahum Siegel Network the break they, uh, well, I don't know if they require a break. They deserve a break, the break that they deserve, if they request it. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be doing their shows live and uh, without any break over the next month or so. Uh, but again, this is the period of time where we sort of regroup. And starting August the 1st, Shabbos August the 1st is the end of the three weeks <clears throat> and the beginning of Shabbos Nachamu, or more accurately, Friday the 31st of July. And we've got a big August planned as we transition from uh, the 5780 season, a season that we never thought would end the way it has, uh, into the 5781 season, which will begin in earnest August 1st. I'm not kidding. It's going to begin in earnest, or maybe August 2nd, right? The first day with weddings and celebrations. Uh, it'll begin in earnest August 2nd. We have, we have some big plans, and we're going to try to make uh, the new normal as exciting as possible. So that's what's happening here. Nachas before that with a Simcha. By the way, I want to, speaking of Simcha, I want to wish a Mazel Tov to Chani and Shimon Lefkowitz. They're celebrating the Bar Mitzvah of their dear son, Neshua, uh, this coming weekend. So we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Sheibana was done by Ellie Marcus. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio ra- around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, we told you that um, today, Tuesday, 8 a.m. Eastern time, we'd speak with our Dr. Josh Joseph, and he is standing by as the Orthodox Union has announced that it has appointed Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, one of the country's most dynamic Jewish communal leaders, as its executive vice president and chief operating officer. Rabbi Dr. Joseph will work alongside the OU's recently appointed executive vice president, Rabbi Moshe Hauer, in leading the organization. And uh, we've had a couple of revelations ever since this development. Number one, uh, I have heard from multiple people ever since it became even more clear uh, based on our promotion of this conversation, uh, that we have a wonderful relationship with her by Dr. Josh Joseph. I've heard from many people who feel the same way, uh, like we do, that he is an absolutely incredible person and just a wonderful uh, addition for the OU and a uh, and, and, and such a fantastic friend. Um, a lot of people who wrote into me by email had experiences uh, many of which were similar to experience I've had with her by Dr. Josh Joseph over the last decade and a half. The second thing we found out is that the OU is led by a bunch of geniuses, frankly, because this is a uh, <laughs> this is not only an appropriate, but it's a brilliant choice for the organization going forward. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nathan Siegel, with that kind of introduction, I think the only thing I can say is... In conclusion, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> wow, I don't think I've been referred to as Rabbi Doctor that many times by anybody, even including my mother. She's very proud of me. I'm sure she is, as are so many people, and it's wonderful to call you a friend, and we've had some amazing times together up at Yeshiva University. We spent over uh, 16 years um, and uh, accomplished so much, and now, as I said, in the year 2020, the OU has done something brilliant, in my opinion, and that is to bring you in as the next, starting September the 1st, uh, the next person who will hold the titles of Executive Vice President and Chief 
operating officer. Um, and before we get to to the plans at the OU, and I can only imagine the visions that you have, knowing how creative and how much of a visionary you are. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the past. Uh, I mean, this has got to be one of the strangest ways for a veteran at a really prominent organization and institution uh, to wrap up his career. I mean, the moment <laughs> this all started back in March, and of course I'm referring to COVID-19, it seems, at least from our vantage point, that, you know, for, based on what we've been told, that you've essentially been quarterbacking the entire situation up at Yeshiva University. How strange is it to wrap up with an episode like this? Well, um, you know, just to be clear, in terms of quarterback, I didn't have a deal like Pat Mahomes guy yesterday. So <laughs> it was a different kind of quarterbacking. Uh, but, um, yeah, you know, uh, I, it, it was, it's kind of crazy. I, I was speaking about it the other day with Rabbi Berman. He sent me an email. We were both in transit uh, about February 26th saying, you know, what do you think about this COVID situation? Uh, and from there, we started getting a group of people together planning uh, what we might do, and it, it was an incredible team, of course, uh, under the leadership of Rabbi Berman, um, and then, you know, just the, the, the whole team at YU coming together. We, we basically, on, uh, on March 2nd, when we got a call from the governor uh, saying that we had a student uh, who tested positive, from that moment we opened a, a Teams meeting, a Microsoft Teams meeting that was live and online literally for, for a couple months. Uh, with, with 30, 40 different people being involved in, in different stages, and including the New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Um, you know, Baruch Hashem, we were able to prevent spread um, by, by getting out ahead of it, by, by being in touch with the doctors, by being in touch with, uh, with the government and with, with, uh, with our, of course, our Roshi Yeshiva uh, guiding us. And, um, you know, Baruch Hashem, putting health and safety first of, of everybody uh, at YU. Um, and beyond, and so uh, so it, it's been a pretty crazy ride. I, I really was not focused on anything else other than you know those kinds of things, Corona related, health related, uh, closing down, now reopening, Emir uh, Tashem, hopefully to open up in, in the fall, um, and that's really been on my mind most of the time. And then you know I started getting these phone calls from friends, um, you know, present company included. Hey, would you think about what do you think about this? Uh, and, you know, I, I, I probably, frankly, ignored uh, them at the beginning, but it just became more and more clear as we were going through things that um, even though I was entrenched and in the middle of uh, very important conversations at Yeshiva University, uh, that there was an opportunity to sort of grow from the Yeshiva University family and, and move forward and um, go to our, our cousins, as it were, at the OU. Yeah, no question. That's a good way of putting it. Um, a couple of technical things, because there's so many people, especially people like myself, parents of Yeshiva University students, who are so curious. If And I know all the hypotheticals are impossible to answer. I get it. But if, if things do remain the way they are right now in New York, and you know what that means. It means the curve be, basically being down you know, toward the bottom where it is right now. Uh, do you anticipate real in-person classes and a real campus experience for Stern and YU next year, or You'd only say 50-50 at this point, and it's really impossible to say. Well, Rabbi Berman announced uh, our plan last week. He released a long document with lots of details. Uh, and, of course, those are still shifting and moving around. And what's going on in, in Israel, obviously, is on, on top of our minds. What's right. going on in Florida and Texas uh, is also on our minds. Right. Um, but our plan, 
has been, you know, we, we scenario planned a number of different situations. And, and the one that sort of took the lead was the notion of not bringing back people in person in August, right. but waiting until after Yuntif. Uh, so that people aren't flying multiple times, people aren't being exposed, going back home, back coming back to school, and so on and so forth, and wait till after Sukkot in order for people to be live and in person. And that's still the going um, the going strategy uh, that that we're we're focused on is that starting October twelfth uh, to have people back on campus and uh, to start up classes again. Not everything will be live. We're going to have to um, do things both synchronously as well as asynchronously online certainly for our international students, for others who may have health concerns uh, and, and so on, uh, to be able to have that kind of hybrid situation set up for them to be able to continue um, their studies uh, or begin their studies, as it were. Uh, but, yeah, so that, that is still the going, the going plan. But as you said, um, and as Rabbi Berman has, has announced, you know, sort of his dimmer switch, um, we're going to have to mm-hmm. continue to play things by ear and continue to plan uh, as uh, as we have been doing, and as I will be doing, as I get off this phone call uh, this morning, <laughs> to, to think about all the different uh, all the different possibilities that that we need to. So uh, so, on, right. so online study would start at the end of August, beginning of September, right? It would just be a matter Correct. of getting yeah. to the real campus August experience 20, later on. August twenty sixth, classes begin, right. uh, and that will be you know remote online learning, um, and then um, again, like we said, hopefully uh, by. Uh, October 12th, 13th, after Yuntif, uh, be people coming back onto campus, into the dorms. Right. And, you know, we, obviously with all of our doctors and our medical advisors uh, and, of course, government <laughs> permitting, um, that we'll be, uh, we'll be live and in person. Uh, and with all this COVID, uh, with, all the, with the entire COVID situation going on, it even took your attention away from Yeshiva University basketball. That's how drastic this has been. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, that it, it literally, uh, in the month of March, when things were really exciting and when we, you know, we, we were following the developments of our favorite basketball team so closely, it even took away some of your attention from that. That's how, how much you were drowning in the whole COVID-19 situation. So we had a little side bet going on to see how long into the conversation it takes <laughs> you to bring up uh, Max basketball. <laughs> Um, I think this is the longest in our in our history of my being on the show. It actually probably is. It actually probably is. Good point. I, um, I went quite a while. With, I was talking with Coach Steinmetz the other day, and I know you've had him on the show a number of times. And you know, he sort of remarked uh, about uh, the the season coming up, hopefully. Um, and we we still don't know, right? There's still still not clear from the NCAA exactly what will be. Um, but uh, he remarked that the team even has the chance to, to continue to grow and be better this year. So oh. hopefully exciting things coming up for the team uh, this year. And we're sort of, uh, on the one hand, sad we, did, we didn't get to see the end of the last season. But um, on the other hand, we're still in the middle of a winning streak. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll keep going with that. Correct. And they have won their most recent game, which is most important. All right, Dr. Josh Joseph with us. By the way, you made a point earlier, which I really want to emphasize. Um, and, and believe me, we'll get to the OU in a minute. I just want to... I just want to say that when it comes to YU, people don't realize just how many Jewish communities around the world you are connected to. You mentioned Texas, Florida, etc. I mean, so many states in this union and so many countries around the world send students, physically send students, to YU and their schools every single year. And obviously that makes things even more complicated, especially as we see what's going on in the rest of the country right now. 
So there's so many considerations. This is not, you know, there, there are a lot of good local schools and a lot of good programs out there. You know, you have a lot of colleagues that, uh, that do some interesting and nice things. But when it comes to, you know, serving the international Jewish community from a base in Washington Heights and New York City, uh, nothing compares to YU. So that whole element of students from everywhere is certainly going to be a big consideration moving forward in this situation. Absolutely. Look, I mean, you're talking about probably a thousand people coming from the yeah. what we call out of town, right? So right. Uh, beyond the tri-state area, uh, who come to uh, who come to YU on a, on an annual basis, and that's uh, that's a tremendous number of people and instances, um, and we have to care about every single one of them. Um, and that's before you even talk, start talking about our graduate schools, which obviously right. are uh, you know international and and uh, and so on. So uh, yeah, absolutely, uh, it's an international. Uh, beyond a national, it's an international organization. And the whole Israel piece, there's so much to talk about. The Orthodox Union, as appointed by Dr. Josh Joseph, one of the country's most dynamic Jewish communal leaders, is executive vice president and chief operating officer. And I love the transition. You called the OU cousins uh, to the organization that's been so dear to you, YU, for all these years. And I think it's such an appropriate way of putting it, and it's certainly the way we feel, because you know that the uh, that both organizations to us are so key, so vital, and so beloved. Um, it must be heartwarming, not just to know a lot of people at the OU, obviously, you know, a lot of people that are in, uh, you know, important positions and who are leading great, uh, great departments at the OU. But in addition to that, the Rosh Yeshiva of Yeshiva University, so many of them are actual OU either, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to just simply say staff members, but, but people, you know, halachic decisors and people that are leaned upon. Uh, by the OU when it comes to decisions regarding Jewish communal life, especially as we've seen over the last few months during COVID-19. That must be very heartwarming for you to make this move and really to still be under the umbrella of those great Torah giants. It's pretty amazing, actually. Um, I was uh, blessed to join Rabbi Hauer uh, and uh, Alan Fagan and and Moish Bain at, at a gathering of uh, OU uh, professionals and the staff members the other day, and just on the on the Zoom, it was a gathering on, on, on Zoom. Just just seeing who was there uh, from uh, from Rabbi Menachem Gan actually to Rabbi Rashiva Yu, who's obviously a focal partner and an integral piece of what goes on at the OU, uh, and then in, in the next box over from from him. Uh, was Rebbetzin Shoshana Shechter, who's been a part of my life, her and her her husband, Marina Rav uh, Shechter, uh, who are still guiding lights for me uh, personally as well as professionally, um, and, and, you know, their involvement at the OU, and just so on and so forth, to be able to continue with so many of my Rebbeim and guides and mentors. Um, like I said, you know, it, it, it's uh, the, the family... Uh, it overlaps. There's yeah, no question about it. That's for sure. Uh, on the other hand, on the other hand, I, I will tell you, uh, I've been amazed about meeting some of the people at the OU who, who I didn't know or didn't know well, and, and some of the things that they're doing, and, and just uh, it's really, it's a remarkable organization that I thought I knew. I really thought I knew it until I started to really do my due diligence here in the last last little while. Uh, and just to uncover it. And, and it's things that you sort of know, Nachum. Like, you know, if I say them to you, you're like, oh, yeah, right, of course, I know right. what that is. But, you know, people start asking me, so what, what, is, what is the OU? You know, and I start to talk about NCSY. Oh, yeah, right, okay. 
And you start to talk about JLIC, and you start to talk about Yachad, you start to talk about the Teach Coalition and OU Advocacy, and now the new programs over the summer uh, that, that have started up, community, and so on and so forth. And I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to be able to say, to say all of them. Uh, you know, the new Aldaf digital platform and uh, our, our women's initiative and so on and so forth. It, it's really kind of amazing uh, the many, many lives that are touched and, and the magic moments that inhere the experiences. Well, you know, I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say the list is impressive and the list is endless. And there's certain, I mean, there's certain uh, specific ones I want to discuss with you, but go ahead, finish your thought, then I'll do that. So, you know, um, I'm not sure how much you're supposed to say in public, so uh, well, they'll tell me after the call what I said and didn't say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, if not for NCSY, I don't think it's likely that we're having this conversation, me and you, here today. Wow. Uh, yes, yeah, you were my counselor. You were my, you, you know, you were counselor at Morishaw. No question. I give you credit for that. Um, but, you know, I went on a trip with NCSY called Jolt. Right. To Eastern Europe and then to Israel. And at the end of that trip, my counselor, I had the great Moshe Kupka was on the trip too, but one of my counselors, Rabbi Ben Sion Scheinfeld, introduced oh. me to Ravaren Lichtenstein Zatzal. Um, and he invited me to come attend uh, his yeshiva in, in Israel. And I made the decision on the phone with my parents, with the, with the, you know, sort of the dreaded conversation <laughs> over the line, you know, with the white noise, hey, mom and dad, uh, I'm thinking about staying in Israel. Uh, and I was able to defer uh, college and um, end up in yeshiva in Israel. And, and it led to, uh, on the whole, four years spent at the Gush. And um, I, I'm, I'm really not sure that the, the, the arc of my life, the, the track that I would have taken would have been the same without an incredibly impactful NCSY program called Jolt that really, you know, changed the arc of my, uh, of my life and career. Unbelievable. So a Jolt kid can become a Gush guy and a four year <laughs> and a four year Gush guy. That's pretty Something amazing. Like that. that is pretty amazing. Uh, you know, there, there are certain things that are so impressive about what the OU does. I mean, you, you, the Jolt is one of the summer programs so that, you know, we could certainly give them a shout out. Uh, you know, in, in a typical, I mean, in every year, and I'm sure this summer as well, they'll certainly be effective to whatever point they can be with the re restrictions. Uh, but in a, in a typical year, it's off the charts. Uh, but there are a couple of things we've spoken about recently here on this show that I just have to mention to you. The, the JLIC piece, you know, when you look at modern Jewish history on college campuses, there have been a lot of really, really good efforts, some by people you've worked really well with over the years, to increase and to enhance Jewish campus life around this country. Some really great efforts. I mean, we could start with Hillel and Chabad, but there are others as well. I didn't think there's a place for JLIC and the OU on these campuses. And then you meet these couples and find out what they're doing, and they are absolute superstars. It's all about the talent. It's all about the people that you know, you're know you sending out there. And the amount of talent out there, and we could say this about many departments, including NCSY, which I always do, the amount of talent out there that you are now surrounded by is simply remarkable. And I hope, believe me, I hope these colleges, if for no other reason, besides all the other reasons we want COVID-19 to end, uh, if these couples can get back into their positions and start to influence Jewish kids in all these college campuses uh, around the country would be amazing. And I'm sure you're as impressed as I am. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what, you're right, whether it's JLIC or NCSY or Yachad and so on and so forth, the pipeline of personnel 
of professionals, the growing professionals, developing uh, counselors, and so on and so forth that exists at the OU is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Really and, and you know th- that also connects with uh, with our with our YU with my YU past. There's a lot of YU. Uh, overlap with the OU, and just the number of people and the quality of the people uh, who are involved in all the different programs, it, it's truly remarkable, uh, and it's one of the great blessings. You know, I, I just uh, spoke with the commentator um, and the observer, uh, the, the YU student papers, uh, just at the end of last week, and I told them, you know, one of the things I'm really going to miss is the students. Um, but I guess, in a way, I'm not. Right, because a lot of them are still involved in all kinds of different ways, and I'm going to meet all kinds of new and different kinds of students as well. So, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to that uh, uh, that opportunity as well. Uh, The other thing is, you know, when when the whole advocacy department, you know, the OU and what they're doing in Washington, et cetera, and not just Washington, but in state capitals around the country as well, when when it all started, especially the issue of um, of tuition and the tuition situation uh, in the in our community. So many government officials, I'm talking about local, so many government officials who know how the game is played, who know how things work in this country, were so negative about the possibilities of the OU or anybody leading an effort like this and being successful. And they outlined for me exactly why. Here's what's going to happen, and here you know, will be the next step, and here's where it will end. Here is where it will now go no further. And all the OU has done in that department is quietly, and when necessary, not so quietly, uh, gone ahead, advocated, formed amazing coalitions both with non-Jewish uh, uh, partners and with uh, you know different states around the country, meaning meaning groups that they form, grassroots groups around the states uh, in, in this country. And, and look what's happened. I mean, a, a complete, complete change, even if we're not at the point where we want to be yet, just a complete change in the attitude toward the support of, of private schools, the way public schools are supported, and the support of private school parents, the way public school parents are are supported. And I am telling you, when this whole effort started, the majority of people in our community felt it was a complete waste of time and resources, and look how far it's come. Yeah, it's really, again, the the word I keep coming back to is remarkable uh, or or magical. I'm not even sure. You know, look, I I didn't fully appreciate how much the OU serves as the voice of American Orthodox Jewry. Uh, I, I didn't understand the breadth and depth of its synagogue network, and, you know, I'm still only scratching the surface of understanding what it means to be an umbrella organization uh, for such a diverse American Orthodox Jewry. Uh, and being at the forefront of addressing issues like, you know, tuition, uh, the, the work Nathan Diamond does in, in Washington, D.C., or, yeah. or Maury uh, uh, Litwack with the Teach Coalition, and, and so many different people. Uh, it's really remarkable what what goes on with the you know advocacy and the coalition, um, and uh, yeah, again, I, you probably know as much about it as, as I do at this point. But the the notion of being involved uh, at every level of the community with the community needs, uh, it's just uh, I'm really looking forward to that opportunity. You know, my Spain, your president, uh, once uh, uh, sat with me on a Shabbos afternoon, and we discussed. And I'm not going to compare because there's no reason to bring in any any negative things about how some organizations work but he described how the OU under his leadership has gone ahead and tried to become as inclusive as possible and that's always a tricky thing and it's always a you know it's a nice term to be thrown around everyone wants to always be regarded as inclusive but the reality is that as the umbrella spreads and as more people feel welcome in the Jewish world feel welcome uh, under the OU umbrella uh, the, the organization just continues to expand and expand 
more and more. And and that's I think you'd agree that's a really tricky thing to do, especially these days where people seem to be a little bit more acute in their thinking and and sometimes people become more narrow when it comes to moving forward. It's sometimes hard to watch an organization grow and get bigger and at the same time be as inclusive as possible. And I wonder what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, certainly. I think that that is, uh, that is definitely one of the opportunities for the OU. And, and certainly, as you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the, one of the challenges, where, where are you trying to draw lines and where are you not trying to draw lines? Where are you trying to extend, uh, you know, your reach and your, your support and your service? And I think that that is where, you know, we have to focus our energies uh, and entertain possibilities is, is where we can continue uh, to be supportive uh, of uh, different populations and, and, you know, sort of different needs across those, those various populations. You know, we, we talked about, you know, Corona times and, and Mir Tashem, we, we will get through them. Um, but uh, yeah. there, there's a lot of need out there right oh, now. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, and, and if we can define ourselves more broadly to meet those needs, uh, to provide the services that our community and communities, uh, the growing community and the growing needs um, that they that they require, uh, I, I think we have our hands full. I think we have our hands full of opportunities, uh, and we will uh, continue to try together with you know, as you mentioned, Moish Bain, who's been a, a guide and mentor to me, and the incredible um, uh, Rabbi Rabbi Hauer, who, frankly, I did not even know until I started getting involved in this process. And he is, he is a phenomenal mensch, uh, emotionally intelligent, uh, somebody who I already look forward to spending time with, and I already have spent a lot of time with him and, and uh, getting to know him further. Um, and uh, really, it's been, it's been an incredible uh, partnership already that I'm looking forward to. And, and you know, his guidance, his rabbinic leadership, uh, his communal orientation. I'm truly looking forward to uh, to being able to follow him and yeah. work with him. I know him, and he's right up your alley, frankly. Uh, all right, Dr. Josh Joseph, incoming executive vice president, chief operating officer at the OU. What advice did Alan Fagan give you? Why are you using the past tense? Oh, he's still I mean, giving you advice. First of all, <laughs> first of all a- Alan, I know, predating my YU times and his OU times going back to a little organization called the Orthodox Caucus uh, that, that I ran for a couple of years back in the early aughts. And, um, you know, he's been a guide to me for a long time. And we were, we were talking uh, last week, and I asked him to build a, a course, uh, really, of everything that he's done, really the incredible accomplishments at the, at the OU uh, over the last six years and, uh, you know, the, the, the change and the growth. And so, you know, that, those learnings are ongoing, and I hope will continue to be ongoing uh, going forward. Um, and again, th- that is where, you know, when, where I get some of my lessons about the breadth and depth of the institution or the organization. Yeah. Um, coming from a lot of conversations with him, and I, and I really hope to be able to continue to grow and learn from him here going forward. Oh, he has been uh, an amazing leader. We're big fans of his and um, we wish him well. Six amazing years at the OU. Uh, so by Dr. Josh Joseph, um, one of the challenges when you come into an organization that seems to be doing everything <laughs> is, is figuring out what else needs to be done and what the future brings. Is there anything yet? I know you don't take over officially till September the 1st. 
But is there anything yet that uh, that you, as you observe what's going on at the OU, say to yourself, you know what, I'd love to implement this or this? Well, I think we've got to bring in a basketball team, right? Isn't that, uh... <laughs> yes! Now we're talking! That was what was missing. <laughs> Not sure who we're going to play, but, uh, you know, we'll get an alumni team together. Um you know, it, I, I think it's way too early for me to, to really have a sense uh, of what is going to be New Horizons, and especially as we are still uh, reacting to our, our surroundings uh, around us. You know, I, I think one of, the, one of the keys here is going to be uh, understanding just what the needs are of the community in a, a changed world, uh, unprecedented times. Mm. Uh, what our community is going to need, whether, you know, from a mental health perspective, physical health perspective, uh, financially. Um, there are just so many that, social order. I mean, just think about people working from home. What does parenting mean today? Uh, what do family relationships mean today? Uh, husband and wife, um, you know, extended family, taking care of each other. Uh, when you can't necessarily travel or you can't necessarily get to people uh, when, when you have health concerns. So there are so many, um, so many points here for us to, to ponder about what our future is going to be like. I think it's, um, it, it's going to be a, a true test of our, of our abilities to, to react. Uh, you know, I, I've tried to say uh, since COVID started uh, every morning, uh, include the Akeda in my davening. Wow. And, um, you know, one of the things at the end, I mentioned this to, to, to the OU group last week, one of the things at the end, the Malach, the angel comes out and, and, and you know, blesses Avraham, as it were, for, for listening. And I always sort of understood that listening as, oh, for going out and listening and, and doing almost the unthinkable uh, in sacrificing your, your, your one son. And, uh, you know... It, it, that's not what it actually says. What it says is for listening to me the second time when I called out to you to tell you not to sacrifice your son, right. not to go through the Akeda. And I think sometimes the vision is in the listening, mm. is in hearing what's out there and seeing what's out there uh, and trying to understand what the needs are at that moment. And that's where true leadership is, uh, is, is trying to see, you know, as we said, Sarchei Amcha and trying to lead forward from there. Brilliant. Just wonderful. How do I access the uh, Zoom Why You Going Away party? How do I uh, get access to that? Uh... Oh, you know, I'm going to throw Yoni Cohen under the bus here. I'm sure he'll be able to help you figure that out. It's like he got you parking, you know, for, for the Max basketball game. So. so he's the key. All this time I thought it was you. He's the actual No, key. no, no. He's, he makes it work. Yeah, absolutely. Is that how we know the campus will survive without you? Because people like him are staying behind? Is that the key? Is that the key? Yeah, you know what? It, 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 all joking aside, there is an incredible team of people at uh, at YU, um, and I'm really I couldn't have even contemplated making a move without knowing uh, the, the incredible colleagues that I've had there uh, at every level, uh, whether it's uh, you know at the board level, uh, the president, the vice presidents, and all the people I've worked with over the years from operations to student life and enrollment and uh, every single uh, step across the institution, the academics, the leadership. Uh, it's, really been, uh, it's really been a blessing to be able to work with so many talented professionals who have stepped up in amazing ways uh, over time, uh, and especially during the corona times. And um, I will miss them. 
Uh, I'll miss them deeply, but I'm also heartened by the fact that uh, they're still there and will carry YU forward ever and onward and upward. Uh, well said. And uh, you, you, you're, you're there 16 years. What year? That was 2004. What year did you become senior vice president? I think it was uh, 14. You, you have to have your old friend, President Emeritus Richard Joel on. He, he gets yeah. the history right off. I always mess that up. I think it was 2014. And, and, you, and you, ser- you served in his office even before 2014 or only from the point you became senior vice president? No, I was I, when I became senior vice president, I sort of stepped away from him. I was uh. chief of staff starting in 2006. Wow. Uh, and then that grew to be vice president in 2009-10 and uh, senior VP um, uh, in 14. Amazing. What a great career. I'll tell you the biggest pro- you. the biggest problem you may have is that um, in order to visit you on a regular basis, I'd have to travel the uh, you know thirteen fourteen miles up the FDR drive. Now you're going to be about a mile away from the studio, so uh, I I may just get used to the uh, to the uh, pop in at the OU, Rabbi Doctor Josh Wait, Joseph. I thought you were offering me a regular spot on the show. I thought I was going to come on. Actually, on and, your uh, on your way to work, if we ever get past this whole COVID thing, on your way to work, that would be a great spot for you to stop by here and uh, and make your public statements here at the Nahum Single Network. I'd like that idea. We'll have to talk right. about it. Okay. But remember, I'll check with my people. You check with your people. But remember, you're only going to be a mile away. It's only it's only going to get okay. it's only going to get me there more often. <laughs> Mir is right. Uh, you're an amazing friend. Uh, brilliant people at the OU making this move. Uh, I, I can't say enough about uh, about how happy we are that this has uh, that this has happened. That September the first, you will be the executive vice president, and chief operating officer at the OU. Rabbi Doctor Josh Joseph, continued success. We will certainly be in touch. Thank you so much, and thanks this morning. And uh, Best wishes to you and the whole family and everybody there at the Nahum Siegel Network and your family there. Much appreciated. Tuesday morning broadcast. More coming up at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Avramo, Avram Freed, and Key here base. Uh, before that, Matti Ilowitz had Kachenu. Imtachaneh was done by Jonathan Sheinfeld and Hine. Uh, that was Jesse Green off of the Yes Legacy album. Tuesday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. on this 7-7, July 7th, the 15th of Tammuz. Three weeks format starts Thursday. It'll be Shivasar Batamus. Weddings pick up again on August 2nd. Restrictions in Israel are harsher today than they were. See what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, continue to do everything that's uh, been proven to be effective. Wear masks, social distance. Those seem to be the two most important things of all the things that are effective. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. We enjoyed some of them on Sunday night during a uh, historic barbecue. Hot dogs now available in Trader Joe's nationwide and by going to kosherdogs.net. Use uh, promo code RADIO for a 10% discount. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, our friends at Art Scroll are reminding you that with promo code RADIO, you get 30% off and free shipping on the Chumash with teachings of the Talmud. And with promo code RADIO, you get 30% off on all weekly Parsha books. Again, promo code RADIO. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com, and enjoy. Uh, don't forget, if you uh, if you are looking for a job or know somebody who's looking for a job, utilize the email address resume. Send us your resume, resume at nachumsegel.com. Anything in the Jewish not-for-profit executive area, we send along to our friends at the Joel Paul Group. Everything else, you never know who we may know that we can match you up with in terms of employer-employee. Um... So all you got to do is uh, send us the resume, resume at NahumSiegel.com, resume at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, what else do we have to tell everybody here today? Uh, if you haven't yet supported us during our spring 2020 campaign, please do. Go to FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org, and be as generous as possible. And I thank you very, very much. Let's do our best to keep our efforts here going on a daily basis. Too many people enjoy it. Too many people find it inspiring to uh, let it uh, not continue. It is amazing some of the reactions we're getting over the last couple of weeks to this broadcast, and I thank you, and really to all of our programming, 24 hours a day. Um, Mordechai Shapiro is next. You're listening to JM in the AM.
אני רוצה היום, אבל הכל משתנה פתאום, וזה בסדר, אני לא אשר, כי זה רצון השם. אני הולך, לא רואה את הסוף, מאמין שיהיה רק טוב. אני קטן, כן, אני קטן, והתמונה גדולה. Mordechai Shapiro wraps up a uh, Tuesday for us here at JM in the AM. Coming up, JM Rewind, including my conversation with Rabbi Yoshua Fass. If you missed last week's conversation with Rabbi Fass and you find those conversations inspiring, don't touch that dial. It's coming up three minutes from now, and you won't want to miss it. He is amazing, and uh, it's part of JM Rewind coming up next on the Nahum Siegel Network. Let me just make sure I'm right that it's actually next. Uh, yeah, Rabbi Fass, and then you'll hear Caroline Glick. So if you missed Rabbi Fass last week or Caroline Glick last week, stay tuned. JM Rewind is next. Tuesday live lunch with Avrami coming up between 11 and 1 Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in. Feel free to comment on the app at any time. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. And thanks to everybody today for the nice comments. Much appreciated. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in from around the world. I really appreciate it. We are getting a massive audience on a daily basis. It is so amazing. Uh, We didn't know how much more we as a show and as a network could grow, and just every single day, more and more and more. It is really heartwarming and complimentary, and I thank you, thank you, and thank you. Achenu Bishrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Tuesday for us here at JM and the AM. Tomorrow, our final pre-three-whack, pre-three-what? Pre-three-weeks regular format. Uh, the three-weeks format will begin Thursday morning. With Shavasar Batama. So make sure to be tuned in tomorrow. Make sure to be tuned in all day long today. As I said, JM Rewind is coming up next. 
Both are by Fast and Caroline Glick are in that hour. You got to stay tuned in to amazing conversations. And I say have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.